we know so much about what's right for us and what's not right for us. We know straight away when we take something, if it just feels off, you know, if it's a anything. And that's that's the power. It's it's so it's almost so simple it's overlooked. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Hello everyone, thank you for being here and I have a wonderful episode for you today. I have an amazing woman, Angela Fitzgerald, who I'll be introducing to you in a moment. But first I'd like to remind you that you can join my Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. It's for women only, it's a very supportive private group and it's a sacred space where we can share and support each other in our journeys and what we're creating in the world. Today, um, before I introduce Angela, today I'd like to just touch on something that came to me this morning, and and it's about owning your power. And I think for women, um, owning your power is really, really big, and it, and it's it's eons of us not really being able to step into our power because I think um, for many years doing that was actually dangerous. So. When I was meditating on that this morning, I I came across a beautiful quote, and I just want to read that to to you today, and maybe I can touch on this with Angela because she's really empowering women in her own way. So the quote is by Gary Zukoff, and he says, when we align our thoughts, emotions, and actions with the highest part of ourselves, we are filled with enthusiasm, purpose, and meaning. When the personality comes fully to serve the energy of its soul, that's authentic empowerment. And I just love that because I believe that we were all born to be fully and completely who we are. And those of us who felt like we didn't fit in and are brilliant misfits, that energy is showing us to go in a new direction, find a new way of fitting in with ourselves and stepping into our true power. So welcome, Angela. I'm so thrilled to have you. I can't wait to sort of dive in and have you share with our listeners how you are empowering women, because I know you're doing it in a very special and beautiful way. So Angela is a birth, spirituality, and healing coach, a qualified doula, and midwife. Welcome, Angela. Welcome, Isha. I'm so happy to be here talking to you. Thank you for having me on your your exciting podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted. So I want you to expand a little bit on how you do empower women through the work that you're doing and how you came to that. So maybe we'll start with if there's a, an incident or time or situation in your life where you felt you didn't fit in and how that really transformed for you and brought you into the work that you're doing today? Isha, that's a great question. I think it probably started for me when I was studying midwifery. Um, And I, as a student midwife, I was required to go out into the hospitals and support women. And 
I really started to see how different things were in the bigger picture that a lot of women didn't feel in their power Mm -hmm. um, during birth and also that my idea of what a midwife is was really challenged because I was fortunate to have a home birth with a midwife who lived across the road who came to visit me and make me cups of tea and just be there with me and I thought that's what a midwife was so when I went into university training to become a midwife um what I saw was not what I thought a midwife was and it was really actually quite scary for me to see some of the things um that midwives were saying to women and I really was I just I don't know how I don't know how I got through it Isha I was just Mm. so you you did basically felt really like you're not fitting into this description of um being a midwife and helping women birth their children absolutely I um I felt really really out of my my skin and out of my comfort zone I had to wear a uniform my friend said to me you look like a policewoman I had like navy blue pants and a a shirt with badges and keys and you know like a belt with stuff on it and I really started to feel like I was you know being groomed to become something else and Mm. so far from who I was and so far from the feminine actually and what what I think is required at that time in a woman's life um you know the way that that midwifery happens in this country is is um through the the medical system which which grew out of the army the sort of nursing grew out of the army and then midwifery grew out of that Mm. the way that it's trained is very um you know you clock in you clock out and you have a lot of boxes to tick and it is quite military i had to become fully vaccinated Mm. to to even begin so i really did feel um (laughs) i felt like a spy a lot of the time i felt like i was um in costume kind of gathering information and doing you know checking the boxes and doing what I was expected of me but really taking in the essence of what was really going on and and then planning my escape (laughs) Mm. right and so did you how did you actually what what was it that actually made you remove yourself from that was it your intuition was it just that you felt you weren't aligned with your soul Oh, this is really great because I think my life journey, Mm. I have tried to fit in so hard, Isha, like tried to be normal, tried to, you know, like I had succeeded um, at getting degrees and high-paying jobs when I was younger, but I was so unhappy. Mm. And I think this journey into midwifery was the last call. My soul just couldn't take it anymore. Mm. Actually... um, I actually created a situation where it just wasn't, I couldn't go forward anymore. I needed to to step down because who I was and the job I was doing were so out of alignment Mm. that the universe created a situation for me where it was no longer possible. Yeah, I think this is a really common story when I um, talk to women who feel they didn't fit in, that they're really doing things that feel very misaligned with their soul. And I really believe that 
that's for a purpose that we're all here to really carve out new ways and really change the world individually by following our intuition and following our soul our soul's calling and um so can you just tell us a little bit about from that situation to what you're doing now to help empower women in their birth process yeah well i think that there's two main two halves of midwifery one is the clinical medical side mm-hmm. and the other is the spiritual emotional physical side which is really what a doula does um but in tra- traditional midwifery they'd be together but the way that things are today midwives can't operate offering all of that because they're very controlled and very regulated mm-hmm. so what happened was I resigned from my job and then I had like that was intense I actually felt this whole um, sort of hospital piece being taken off my soul it was a very I had a very kind of visceral experience I was lying in my home in New Zealand and I just felt something being lifted off my heart being taken off my soul like just somebody lifting it off. I don't know what it was but it was a physical experience that mm-hmm. You don't need to carry this anymore. And I was like, oh, my God, I've worked so hard, you know. Like, I've tried so hard to fit into this, you know, um, you know, being a single mum for a long time and just really wanting to fit in in the world and be able to, you know, buy a house and all these things that money, a lot of money require, is required for. Yeah. And wanting to be normal so much and then just realising that, well, that was was being taken away it was a bit of a moment but out of that came um okay well what can I do now so I started um offering um healing after birth uh programs for women in New Zealand and that was incredible it was like women were like oh my god you know I can't believe I found you and I can really unpack all of this with you. So can you tell tell us and the listeners a little bit about um, what that is, the afterbirth program? Yeah. You yeah. So I basically from from the journey I've realized well a lot of women um, have births that they're not necessarily that happy with. And there's many reasons for that but one of them is that you know there's sort of two things here birth is one thing when we talk about birth it's like think of your cat your dog you know any animal that's birth Mm. we do it as well we're animals too and then there's the system and what it does and when these two things come together um sometimes everything that's set up there goes against what is required like women require to be left alone to be to be undisturbed to be really deeply private and safe and Mm. comfortable and all that's contraindicated once we those big doors open and we go into a you know bright lights and in the middle of the night in our car we're going against nature so just by that alone you know meant to get in cars and and drive off to the hospital Mm. Our midwives were meant to come to us at home. And, you know, a few hundred years ago, that's what everyone did, every woman did. But now birth has gone to hospital. And so, you know, there's benefits of that, but it kind of got too far the other way. Like, 
with before birth was medicalized babies would die and women would die that doesn't happen anymore but now it's the other extreme so everything's monitored everything's measured everything is mm. well everyone's hooked up to this and that and I that yeah i suppose it fe- it seems like there's a lot of fear in it and i think that institutions like that are set up for the worst case scenarios yeah and they're even trained like i think what women don't realize is that obstetricians are surgeons they're trained to do surgery on you mm. they're not they're not trained in normal birth they've never seen one in their training so they deal with you know life-saving uh, maneuvers and, mech- and surgeries um unfortunately though a lot of normal women get get caught up in that because they're led to believe that that's that's the best care but they end up with a wound or a cut and so so um, when you say wound and cut it's not just physical either is it it can be quite emotional absolutely Mm. and that's the thing it's um you know this whole sort of souls the spirituality of birth and the spirituality of women and our sexuality which has you know grown you know created this baby and led to this birth and um, is not recognized in that space. So what's going on for women is, you know, they're not really held. They're, they're done to sort of thing. And what's really sad about that is that a lot of women have just come to accept that that's just how it is. Mm. But this whole uprising around the world, here and everywhere, that we're kind of tired of that because for generations now this has happened since birth went to hospitals and there's enough you know so mm. so women are saying um for example a lady i'm working with now so maybe planned a home birth ended up with a cesarean and now is pregnant again and has all this sort of story so in my program over three months i hold space for her to express to feel to to I guess unpack it unravel it and understand it Mm, how beautiful that sounds absolutely gorgeous so when you do an afterbirth program if if women have had a sort of traumatic birth and feel emotionally wounded and perhaps they're not even talking about it does does this sort of program actually really heal that and release it well um a lot of women are finding that it does I'm quite amazed. Like, mm. I, I think that there's something very powerful about setting the intention or making a decision that I'm going to heal from something. So, you know, whatever it is. So, um, in this case, it's I want to heal from, from that birth. So, these women are invested. They're invested in their time, their energy, and in their money because they're paying me to hold the space for them. Mm. So, when we're invested, when we put our whole self and our money <laughs> into something, we're like, we want to get results. So they're really, they're really motivated. Mm. Um, often they're pregnant again and they're really motivated to, to make sure that this time they have power, that this time they have a voice, that this time they get to say what goes down. Yeah. And that is, that is the most beautiful thing in the world to me. When a woman can just turn to a doctor and say, I've got this, um, 
my my work is just so done (laughs) (laughs) and that's beautiful isn't it and it is really I mean in the beginning I talked a bit about women stepping into their power and there's so many ways that we do that and um I love what you're sharing with women and I hope the listeners are also loving this because it is about being in your power and there's nothing more powerful than being in control and having the say of what goes on in your own body and um, birth is just brings that out mm, fully. Absolutely. I think probably the biggest message that I would love to you know, impart to women through your uh, podcast, Isha, is that if you're out there and you're pregnant, um, to remember that you are the most powerful person at your birth, that mm. you know the most about your body, that you know the most about your baby. And even now, you know, the most protective thing is your voice. We know now the evidence that 50% of all scans are incorrect. So, um, you know, we've put a lot of faith in a system that is not necessarily the truth and not giving us the truth but we have access to our truth all the time and that's that's what's going to save us all of us Mm. and I think that's really important I think we're conditioned to think that the answers are always outside of ourselves and um, because I work with women and my whole process in getting them in touch with their creativity is is about no it's not anything out there it all comes from within so all the power all our creativity everything that we are is is we're deeply connected to ourselves if we can just drop into that space and have um, a strong discernment about what we take on like when you know to really question what we've been told and to feel into that and to trust our intuition and ask is this right for me that's it that's the key of it all because um i think one of my biggest discoveries when i was undercover in the system was that um i think a lot of women don't realize that they have all power and in that they can decline everything. They can decline everything and they can decline any kind of thing coming at them. And they, they, women are doing it more and more now. There are huge groups online uh, for women and, and they're all about empowerment. Mm. Yeah, I think it's an important thing to recognize that there are experts in the world. Um, you know, medical doctors have been trained, they know things, but At the end of the day, the bottom line for us is that we can take in the information, but to know that we need to really listen into our own truth and um, go forward with what's right for us. It's a very individual thing. And I think that um, it's especially important for women because we've often been conditioned to just take on what society tells us. And, you know, it's just been eons and eons of... um, that sort of patriarchal power um, dictating. So it's really a rising up now of the feminine. I know a lot of women are recognizing that. And this is a really important topic because it deals with something that's, you know, that women are um, in power when they are having children or even afterwards they have the power to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that also our intuition, when you, when you talked about power then, mm. 
our intuition is very powerful as well. And when I was working um, as a midwife, often my intuition, as in my body, my body would tell me what was going to happen with a woman. Like I knew when the baby was going to come. I knew when it was like my intuition was so um, kind of, you know, alert. Mm. And that is something that wasn't respected. So in my job, you know, our more senior colleagues would be like, well, what does the monitor say? Or actually not the senior ones because they were very wise, but sort of just the ones a few years above me, five years maybe. Mm. They were like, what does the monitor say? What's this? You know, like it was all about assessing uh, information head, like in our mind. And, you know, we're talking about birth. This is the most physical thing you can <laughs> Yeah, I reckon you can't get more physical than that. <laughs> this goes through all of women's health. I think all of the stages in our life, Isha, all of our different phases, um, we know so much about what's right for us and what's not right for us and we know straight away when we take something if it just feels off you know if it's a anything and that's that's the power it's it's so it's almost so simple it's overlooked mm, it's so close to home that we overlook it it's something that's just a natural thing yeah I'm glad you brought that up Angela thank you and that's the kind of energy we're talking about mm. uh, you know for birth it's very animal it's very instinctive and actually we women are instinctive we are really connected with nature and that is the energy that has been controlled and you know it's it's been all about compliance we have all of us have tried to fit into a system that was made by people that weren't us they, those rules were not made by us so how are they going to work for us they weren't even made by us mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> um, so now it's like now the feminine's rising, I think we are going to turn the world upside down. I think, especially in terms of maternity care, it's like, why should women have to get in a car and go to a hospital? Why doesn't the, the, the midwife come to them and stay with them if that's their choice? Yeah, and there can always be that second option that if it's necessary, in the rare cases that it might be, that yeah, you can you you go to hospital when it's needed, but not to preempt that in the very beginning. Yeah, and for that, women have to feel powerful, mm. safe, you know, because the cult. Yeah. Women are very susceptible to fashion, as in, you know, we're a pack animal. So, do things our culture, the culture of women is doing at the time. So if. You know, in the 70s, it was more home birth and natural was in. In terms of fashion, things go in and out of fashion. And women get swept up in, you know, like, I guess the cesarean came in and that was trendy and then the epidural and that was trendy. Mm. But really, you know, you want to have those classic pieces that are going to stay with you for the long haul. That you yeah, know. it's like in your wardrobe. You want those few classic pieces that just time in, time out, year after year, they're just the staples. That's it. And we know that when we're putting <laughs> up classic pieces, we feel really dignified, we feel elegant, mm. and risk of looking um, like, you know, out of, like we don't fit in because we're, we're fitting in with ourselves. Absolutely, and that just brings it back to the beginning. That is exactly right. The whole notion of fitting in is like the question is, 
what do we want to fit into? Do we want to fit into a world that's just sort of an old paradigm or do we want to step into ourselves and fit into ourselves and create a new world that really serves us in a much better way? Mm. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask you now, Angela, what um, if, if women who are listening would like to get in touch with you, is there a way that, that they can get in touch with you? Yeah, there's a couple of ways, Isha. Um, they can email me, Angela, at birthyourtruth.com. That's Angela at yourtruths.com. And I also have a Facebook group, Birth Your Truth, so they can find me there as well. Okay, well, I'll put the links up on the episode show notes so that if anyone's interested, you can just refer to that and get in touch with Angela. So is there anything else that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, you already, you know, given your beautiful message to them. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with? I think it's just really uh, feeling your message there, Isha, that it, it is our time. I think we've all waited a long time for this, this time on Earth. And now we do have the freedom to speak, to write, to to really express ourselves and be in alignment with our soul and our personality like Gary Zucav was saying in your quote in the beginning that we don't need to be imposters anymore we don't need to fly under the radar we don't need to pretend and we don't need to have fashion that is too tight you know shoes that are the heels are too high or the bra that's too rigid we don't need to do that anymore we, we're now free to to be comfortable in our skin and to to live lives that are authentic to us. So I just want to thank you so much for having this podcast, for sharing this message, because we do need a lot of support to come out of hiding and, and to shed those old, you know, clothes and skins that don't fit us anymore. So I really honour you in holding this space for so many women to really remember that... Um, their soul knows what's right and what isn't and their body knows too and to trust that so thank you thank you for those wise words Angela and it's so true there's no need for us to dim our light any longer and with that support which women has have always done throughout eternity is to form a tribe um, and support each other in our work and in shining our light in a safe way that we can do that and really step out there and when each of us is willing to really shine that light collectively brings so much more light into the world thank you so much for having me on your show thank you angela and thank you everyone listening and we'll be back next week thank you bye-bye thank you all for being here today if you enjoyed the episode please go to itunes and give it a review and subscribe and don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.